prudent person would do in the same or similar circumstances. And so um, if you're an outside director, that means you show up at the board meeting and you read the board minutes and the board packs and you ask questions um, and you make decisions that are informed. Um, when you're the CEO, you probably are um, um, already doing all those things. I see less uh, of an issue there, although uh, when you see some uh, famous CEOs of uh, large public companies uh, doing strange things on radio shows uh, with illicit substances, you wonder if they're violating their duty of care. Um, hope that answered your question, Vitaly. That's yeah, great. We won't mention those CEOs on here. Yes. Um, but um, so let's say, you know, as we round the corner here, um, there are two, two outcomes that uh, are likely. I mean, more than likely, the company won't work out. And you have to wind it down. But mm -hmm. then if you're fortunate enough to sell your company, there's a whole separate legal process. So can you compare contrast between kind of what does a wind down look like that's orderly that most startup founders don't like to talk about and blog about, but end up encountering? And on the flip side, what does it look like when the company is sold from a legal perspective? Sure, sure. Um, so the first thing is, is you've, you, you, um, whenever you, you, are running a company, you should really have a good understanding of your runway. And, and by that, I mean the amount of cash you have, um, you need to make sure that that can satisfy the obligations that the company has assumed. So if you have an employee, you want to make sure that you're able to pay uh, their salary for as long as they remain employed. And, and if you see that you're no longer going to be able to, to do that, you let them know before they start working the, the next work period where you wouldn't have money uh, to pay payroll. Um, that's important. Uh, the second thing is you've got to make sure that the company pays its taxes. Uh, the government is very unforgiving uh, about failure to pay taxes, and there can be serious consequences, especially if those are payroll taxes, as uh, the government needs those funds to on a on an immediate basis to to fund our our uh, employment and unemployment schemes. Um, so so. If you're going to be looking at a wind down, um, you need to kind of call it uh, at the right time. And and where I see founders making mistakes is they is they keep operating way past uh, when they're cash out, and uh, they have employees continue to work when there is no money to pay those employees, and the employees are say that they're happy to keep working, but then later on they're not. Um, never a good idea. Um, it's time to wind down or sell if you're not going to have enough funds to operate your business. So uh, for the wind down, that means uh, making the call, uh, terminating your employees, giving notice to your landlord uh, that you're going to be uh, you know, vacating your lease. Um, and and uh, it's also hopefully you're winding down your company, uh, which depending on your state of incorporation, uh, which probably is Delaware, um, also requires some attention. So it's adopting a certificate of dissolution and publishing a notice in a local uh, business journal uh, that you intend to dissolve and uh, that anybody who has a claim should come make them uh, then and there so that you can wind down the company uh, and go to sleep well at night that uh, a year or two down the road, somebody doesn't pop up and say that you personally owe anybody money. So that's the wind down scenario. Um, now, now let's talk about the sell the company scenario. There you're going to even need more runway because an orderly sales process to, to have any chance of success needs six months. Um, and it needs six months for you to prepare 
financial statements, for you to prepare an operating model, to prepare some sort of a, uh, an information memorandum, and for a, a banker like Vitaly to go out and, and solicit the market uh, for your business and to get the best possible price to negotiate the terms of a letter of intent, for a buyer to come in and do its legal and financial and accounting due diligence and technical due diligence, and then to negotiate a definitive agreement, sign and and close a transaction. And and that again can take uh, a significant amount of time, like I said, you know, plan on six months. And so um, really uh, when you, when it looks like you're six months out, you've got to immediately come up with a plan where you're either going to raise more capital you're going to look to sell the company, and if none of those things work out, you have a plan in place to to wind the company down. Um, hope, hopefully, I, I hit the points you were you were looking for, Vitaly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This is uh, obviously you know there's an end to a journey. There's a beginning, middle, and an end to every startup. Uh, it seems unless you're building a hundred year company, and there's very few of those. Now, um, I always ask because this is a show uh, with experts in particular subject matters. Um, I always ask uh, for non-obvious things that come that you see that come with experience in the legal realm. I think that's a lot of things that are non-obvious. But is there anything that uh, you can add as we finish here? Um, kind of parting advice on non-obvious things that you would tell founders. Um, you know, I, I think um, I'm going to go with the one that really is speaking to me right now, and that's um, being ethical and doing everything that you do with integrity. Um, this is a, uh, a very small community, uh, whether you're in Silicon Valley or Kiev, uh, whether you're in London or in Moscow, uh, people that build technology companies, that invest in technology technology companies, that market and scale them, uh, that take them public and buy and sell them. It's a small world. And um, hopefully you're going to have uh, another company if this one doesn't work out um, or, or this one will work out. Um, but whatever you do is likely to to come back and have consequences. And so it's important that every decision that you make be taken with the long term in mind and, and that your, your decision will be questioned and that you always make it with a core set of principles that have at the core um, ethics and integrity. Um, so that you can always be proud of what you did and sleep well at night and have a very good answer. Um, if somebody asks, oh, well, you know, how come you, you know, terminated so-and-so or how come you shut this product line down or um, how, how come, you know, you waited until this time to enter this market or, or um, what, what have you. Um, but uh, treating people with respect um, and making ethical decisions, um, I, I think, uh, just cannot be understated. Yeah, truer words cannot be more spoken. So, or rather, uh, spoken more. So, thank you for that, uh, Louis. I really appreciate you sharing your time with us today. Uh, I think what we have here in the can is a is really a legal one hundred and one. I remember back to my college days when I was studying business, and I would take a legal one hundred and one class or law one hundred and one, and it was a semester long. I don't think it covered as much as we did today in in about half an hour or a little more. So. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for being on the show. And I'm sure all of the viewers are as appreciative as I am. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Vitaly. Thanks for checking out this episode of Accelerate Startup Academy. If you haven't yet, now is the perfect time to hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, visit golem.net. Now stay safe, productive, and supportive of the people you love and those who you don't yet know but are in a position to help. See you on the next episode.